0: Okay. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. I'm still trying to think of a good intro for every fucking episode because even though we do this all the time and 20,000 of you listen every time, I don't have a good intro, but that's fine because we're back with a new episode and I'm working with a new studio today. I think I told you guys that the other one, I actually might not have spilled this to because it was like at the other studio, but it's just so far away from my apartment and I was getting like consistently car sick going there because there were no subways that could take me there and the walk was like an hour and a half. So I was like, I need to take matters into my own hands and find a new studio. So I'm at a new studio. I'm sure the audio quality is gonna be great and nothing's gonna be different, but I thought I would update you because the video will look a little bit different this week. But today's episode is going to be all about current faves. You guys asked so many different questions and different things on Insta. I have so many notes about all the things that I'm loving right now and that I love in general, and I'm so fucking excited to get into it. But first, of course, updates. I forget where we were the last time we talked, but like we've a lot has happened. I went and visited Houston. It was really great. I did a absolute shit job at taking TikToks. (laughs) who's surprised I like I literally should get like worst influencer of the year like metal because I just don't do the things that I'm supposed to do like number one vlog like I can't like the whole entire vlog that I made ends up being like pics of the ground and then I um she's not like other girls just kidding then I like never had um a, what do you call those things where you put your phone and it has a ring light but it's also like a stand for your phone so I never had one of those and then I was like oh I should probably get one because I'm literally using my American Girl Dolls fucking hand to hold up my phone so I just got one two years in just got my first phone holder contraption that I'm forgetting what it's called anyway the trip was wonderful. I'm sorry that the content wasn't that great. You know, I was spending a lot of time with my boyfriend's family and just catching up with them. And I'm I've literally loved them so much. And also just like seeing more about his hometown. Like I've been a few times, but it was really nice to like visit with his grandparents and his aunts and uncles and his dogs and his brothers and all that good stuff. And like really just enjoy Houston. And. Um, and nothing major to report it was a wonderful trip um upcoming i have a lot of shit that you guys are going to be hearing about and seeing and all that good stuff so i literally wanted to brief you um so the rest of this weekend is actually pretty chill for once which is just lovely wonderful stunning amazing I'm making some content for Kinky Boots on Broadway and then next week it gets a little busy. I'm going to Boston with Jake. He's moving. We're going to do a meetup. I haven't decided anything because I don't not that I think it could get crazy, but the amount of Boston chickens that are out there. There's just a lot of you and that's amazing, but I'm not going to say where we're going or what we're doing probably until Wednesday or Tuesday next week. Like keep your happy hour. It's going to be a happy hour. doy. Doi. Um, that was super millennial of me and I'm not even a millennial, but it's gonna be happy hour, so keep your happy hour times open on Thursday the 18th. Um Shit, I'm just looking at my phone and realizing I, like, literally scheduled shit for Thursday the 18th as though I'm not going to Boston. But anyway, we're going because we're seeing the Chromatica Ball. And we've had tickets for this fucking Lady Gaga concert since 2020. And I'm literally sick with how excited I am. It's sickening how excited and thrilled I'm going to be. You guys know I'm afraid of crowds. I'm letting loose of the fear for the Chromatica Ball. So it's me, Jack, Jess, and Jake. We're... Fucking excited. So, I'm going to be in Boston for two days. Then, after that, I'm literally coming back and going straight to the Hamptons with the gals on the go, Brooke and Danielle, for a little podcast retreat. I'm so excited for that. It's going to be so much fun. And then, when I get back, I have my birthday trips. My boyfriend um, planned a birthday trip to go glamping on, I think it's Governor's Island in New York City. I'm going to show all the content, but like you, there's a tent and we're doing a little glamp overnight for my birthday. And then I'm seeing Harry Potter on Broadway with Kelly. So I'm really excited. And then it just gets more and more stressful. Like I'm, I have a trip in September to go edit. Then Ali's coming in town, which I'm so excited about. And then I'm going to Chicago. So like there's a lot going on. I think I've agreed to speak at University of Tennessee, Knoxville and Northwestern and Brown in the fall. So hopefully I'll be seeing a lot of you guys that are in college during those times. But that's pretty much the travels update. Um, there's a lot going on there and we're gonna get into more about it because i have travel faves obviously in addition i wanted to mention that i did panic sign up for the staten island half marathon now i've run like nine half marathons this is not like a new game to me necessarily i've also run a full marathon But I'm very out of long distance running shape and I'm very into doing Pilates right now. I'm like super obsessed with reformer Pilates. I go to New York Pilates. They're awesome. So I'm going to be in like a running mode, I guess. It just helps for me to be held accountable and I feel like the Staten Island half might be sort of fun. So we're going to do that um, and I'm really excited about that. I also like this is such a random list of updates I'm just reading down them bought my first wallet and I think like I was getting so many dms like you're so reckless but like my whole life I just like abided by the rule that you take your stack of cards and you just put them in your purse and I think that's because what my that's what my mom does like she just carries her cards around in her purse but maybe not now because now she has a wallet like all of a sudden she like fucking switched on me now she's like a wallet girl I'm like I don't know sacrilege but I was like I'm gonna buy a wallet I'm gonna invest when I have a wallet it feels like I feel like kind of like matronly with the wallet like I know that like everybody has wallets and not, like a mom thing to do but I feel like it's like I feel like men have wallets and then like old people have wallets like I feel like I can just roll with my cards in my bag like sort of Mary Kay Nashley, Ashley early 2000s like messy vibe and then when I got the wallet it was kind of like fuck the patriarchy like dash Taylor Swift I'm feeling a little bit controlled but you know what? There's first time for everything. So now I have a wallet. I thought you guys had to know because of the sheer amount of DMs I got shocked and appalled that I had never had a wallet. I bought the wallet in a mall. And while I was at the mall, I was thinking a lot about ye old Francesca's. And if you don't know what that store is, I just need you to like look up a picture of one. Like don't look at their online offerings. Like, you're not going to be that impressed. Like look at a picture of Francesca's and tell me it wasn't paradise in 2014. Like a francesca's was a paradise for me it was a safe haven in 2014 was the place i went to buy everybody's birthday gifts actually to this day i might still buy a birthday gift for someone there because there's like fun games but it's also like it's like millennial paradise it's like my favorite place in the world and i passed one at the mall and i was like never forget like literally never forget so that's another update went to a mall (laughs) bought a wallet um in terms of pop culture updates like two like sad things happened sad things in the last week Number one, not the most sad, but like definitely something that I was sad about is that Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up. I, like, some people were just coming out of the woodworks being like, I'm not surprised. Like, me, you guys are surprised. Like, I'm not surprised. Like, yeah okay? Like, let me believe in something for once. Like, I know deep in the back of my mind that everything the Kardashians do is a PR stunt. Like, you don't have to tell me choice. I know that that's true, but let me enjoy something, okay? Like, let me play. Like, I wanted to believe that they were together. I wanted to believe they were going to have a baby together because content is everything to me. Like, I like to consume drama. I like to mindlessly watch things at the end of the day. my I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious. Like, their relationship brought me a safe haven, okay? And call it dramatic. I don't give a fuck. When I saw that they broke up, I was like, god damn it. Like, There goes my content like there goes my little thrill that I get in my chest when they post together like there it goes out the window and then all the people being like I'm not surprised I called this from day one I was like relax relax do not yuck my yum because that was my yum now the conversation has shifted to who will they both date next jury's out for me. In terms of Pete Davidson, jury's really out because he has this like massive reputation of dating all of these randomly, incredibly attractive and famous women. Like, is he going to date Martha Stewart? Is he going to date like, I don't know, the queen of fucking England? I saw a tweet about that like. Is he going to date Jojo Siwa? Like, is she 18 yet? Oh, she's a lesbian. He's not going to date Jojo Siwa, unfortunately. But that would have been out of left field. Like, I'm thinking that the person that he's dating has to be an out of left field person at this point. And you know he is a serial dater. He's going to hop to his next woman. Who will take the cake? Who will it be? Or will it just be a regular gal? And will that be the out of left field aspect? I think for both of them, their next relationship is going to be out of left field. Um, And I kind of... I don't know I would like to see a normal person come into either of their lives and by normal I just mean like people like us just like regular human who's not famous but then I think about it deeply and I'm like would that sort of ruin that person's life to get involved with one of them when it's not necessarily going to work out so maybe I don't want a regular person to get involved with them maybe the person has to be famous but at what level does it end like Pete Davidson dated arguably arguably one of the if not the most like well-known and recognizable names in Hollywood in the world like in terms of like what she does she's number one like he dated Kimberly Kardashian like who else and a lot of people are saying Miley Cyrus but I'm like Pete Davidson literally breaks up with everybody ever dates Miley Cyrus seems to be on her own independent woman path like I don't know if I want that for her I just don't also like I couldn't see Miley Cyrus like being happy if a man got his her name tattooed on him like he he obviously is tattooing the next girlfriend's name because he branded himself which is fucking weird I'm curious to see if Pete Davidson ends up dating her but I just don't see her dating him anyway all predictions are open and welcome but the actual sad thing joking aside is Olivia Newton-John passing away which to me I don't know like it it literally rocked me I was so upset like she led and lived this beautiful gorgeous life like she is the most like oh she's just like classy and stunning and talented and like john travolta's tribute to her like i've been ignoring john travolta since the adele dazeem fiasco for several reasons one of which being like i'm pretty sure he's a scientologist but like there's several other reasons i've been ignoring him i stopped ignoring him for the five seconds that i read his instagram caption that made me hysterically cry then i went back to ignoring him but olivia newton john is an icon she is beauty she is grace i watched Grease last night And I have some bones to pick, like, in general with Grease. Number one being the movie has no plot. And I think that we all, like, this is one big Mandela effect. I think that we all filled in blanks in our own brains about what the movie is about. Because... The movie effectively starts with this relationship, right? And I'm literally passionate about this. I can't stop thinking about it. It starts with this relationship. And then they both get to the same high school. But there's no conversation about them wanting to ever be back together or about Danny ever seriously being interested in her beyond just a fuck buddy or a summer fling or a hug ugly. He put her in the ultimate summer fling. Like he shelved her as that. So then she comes and she wants to be with him. She's this sweet, naive, doe-eyed little girl. And he's like kind of like concerned because he wants to be a fuck boy. Like he's trying to be cool around his friends. But, like, that's essentially the plot. But, like, there's no like conversations that dictate that either of them want to be in a relationship with one another, that they're in love. Like, no conversations are really had in the film. At all. Like, if you watch it, you're sort of like, okay, so like Kaniki has this car that he's gonna fix up, and there's this like unspoken drag car race where they're just gonna go race cars. Like, nobody like really like spoke about it though. Like, go watch it and please tell me that it makes sense because it like actually simply doesn't. Like, why does the assistant principal work at the fucking auto shop? why is she there and then she's like I got to support my boys I'm like stop being a pick me assistant principal like what are you doing the movie has no plot and every other line did not age well like we all forgot and I watched it in honor of Olivia Newton-John I basically just wanted to watch her sing hopelessly devoted to you last night and then I am in this rabbit hole of thinking about the film and being like oh this movie makes no sense like arguably objectively and literally it has no plot it doesn't make sense like and then the ethos of the movie at the end, she's like, if you can't beat him, you might as well join him. And she just changes for a man. The fuck? Like, that's no fault to Olivia Newton-John. She was gorgeous as Sandra D. Like, she played that role exactly how she should have played it. I'm just curious, like, who wrote it? What were they thinking? The music? Mwah, chef's kiss. The dialogue? Problematic. So problematic. Like, I could go on. Anyway, that was like my film of the week. Other than the fact that I did taking edible before my flight home and I was just cruising enjoying the flight whatever I don't watch movies on flights for like really much I like movie musicals I like rom-coms and I like like scary shit that freaks me out and then that's like pretty much it um so the person in front of me was watching The Incredibles and I did watch The Incredibles silently for the whole flight I didn't even realize I was doing it all of a sudden I was like fixated I was like I'm watching The Incredibles so I guess that's the other film wreck of the week (laughs) like go ahead and do a silent movie, watch The Incredibles. (laughs) But that's pretty much all I have for you guys in terms of updates. I feel like I usually wreck things, but this episode is entirely about my favorites of the moment and it's all wrecks. So I kind of just want to get into it because I feel like that's going to be more fun for us. Okay. So we're going to start with movies because how could we not? Um, my favorite movie of quite literally all time and will be forever is 27 dresses there is no movie like 27 dresses it is perfect the scene with benny and the jets in the dive bar when they crash the car because it's raining it is the best scene in television history deserved an oscar i don't give a fuck watch that movie it's my favorite movie now my favorite current like obsession movie is this movie that my boyfriend's parents forced me to watch, like not against my will, but they were like, we're watching a scary movie and I was like, mm, I'm not really good at those, but whatever. It was called No Escape starring Owen Wilson also has no plot. It's about Owen Wilson is like this American guy with this family and he has two daughters and they're like young, like 10 and like maybe like seven and they have to move to Thailand. I think it was, um, or being, I think it was Thailand. They had to move to Thailand, um, to do something with like water but they're effectively like infiltrating um this area and then the people that live there like really don't like it so they just want to like fucking kill them so they start basically like an insurrection and it's like actually so scary of like Owen Wilson trying to like escape these people are trying trying to murder him and his family like I I don't think this movie like hit a claim really like and I'm not really quite sure like what the feedback was it has no plot hardly any dialogue you know absolutely nothing about Owen Wilson couldn't it was just Owen Wilson like you could I couldn't tell you his name his wife's name was Annie for the amount of times he was like Annie Annie like the whole movie like that was the only dialogue like it is suspense to a level where I was ill over it and My boyfriend and all of his brothers fell asleep because they've seen this movie before. But the parents were like gassing up like the conversation about the movie. So I had to stay awake for the whole thing. And then I laid awake all night terrified. That's a terrible review of the film. But if you do like like a little suspense, it's an hour and 30 minutes long. I think all movies should be that short. Not a single film should be longer than like two hours or else you need to watch it over two days. It's just too much. Okay. Okay. So those are my movies, my television shows. I'm rewatching Gossip Girl and New Girl kind of like simultaneously. So my roommates are rewatching Gossip Girl. So anytime they're just watching it and I'm home, I jump into an episode. I forget how ludicrous and just absurd the show is, but that's kind of what makes it amazing. New Girl, I'm also rewatching because it's my favorite sort of like mindless watch. Other mindless favorite watches include Curb Your Enthusiasm, iconic, Dave, which is with Little Dicky. I'm like, I can't wait for the next season. It's so good. And those are the kind of shows you can just put on at any point in the season, kind of like SVU. But that's not a mindless watch to me because you really have to focus. Um, And then, of course, always rewatching Glee. I'm also obsessed with Sebastian Maniscalco's comedy. And I had like a really big phase where I watched all of it and then saw him live. And then I kind of forgot about it. And we started watching him again when we were in Houston. And he's just so funny. Chef's kiss. In the same vein, what do I watch on YouTube? Guys, like (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to embarrass myself. I don't really give a fuck. I was never the girl that like watched the YouTubers on YouTube. Like until I was friends with YouTubers, I didn't dip a toe into that side of YouTube. So Emma Chamberlain, my like viewership of her channel started this year. Like I went back and watched her videos in the past like two years like of my life. Like I wasn't like a watcher of hers growing up. Um, Real life lore and yes theory are the accounts that I watch on YouTube. Now, this is a bit of a dense watch. Like, this is a bit of like a take an edible or have a glass of wine or you're like exhausted and you're kind of hallucinating and then you watch a video that's like this is the only unexplored part of Europe that has ever existed in uh, the eternity of the world and it's like literally the craziest place you've ever seen this guy's like going to visit it and he's like this is super unsafe like there's n- there's two people on the plane or he's like goes to like Chernobyl he goes to like all of these crazy places he went to um the only lawless city in the entire like continent of Europe and it was fucking nuts the people were like don't video and like screaming at him i'm like obsessed with um yes theory and then real-life lore will just explain, like, why is it so hard to escape North Korea? And he does so with, like, graphics, and his voice is really calming. So if you like to learn a bit, learn a bit. That's what I do on YouTube. And then I watched the Vogue, like, 74 questions or 73 questions with Vogue. I'll watch those when I get into, like, my niche celebrity obsession. So when I was, like, nichely obsessed with Zendaya, nichely obsessed with Adele. Whenever I get into those niche celebrity obsessions, I'll watch celebrity videos on YouTube. Okay. Books. So... I'm in my Emily Henry era. She has three books that are like her big three. It's book lovers, beach read and people we met on vacation. Now I'm about to spoil something about beach read. So if you have not read beach read and you would like to skip like two minutes. Okay. So beach read actually has two endings. So there's the U S ending and there's the UK ending and the U S ending is one you guys probably read, but I'll refresh in case you read the UK ending or you haven't read either. And you're just curious. She gets proposed to by the guy that she's had this, like, sort of, like, weird flirtationship romance of the entire summer. And it kind of feels perfect and romantic and mwah, chef's kiss. In the UK ending, she doesn't get proposed to. And they're walking back into the house. And they give each other their manuscripts to read. And in his in his manuscript, he dedicates the book to her. And the manuscript, um, like book dedication is quite beautiful and there had been a line earlier on that Augustus said to January which was like you write the most beautiful dedications in a book ever and then she makes a comment like you one-upped me by writing the most beautiful dedication to ever exist so it's like literally stunning like so obsessed um yeah so that's wonderful but when i reflected on it i was like i prefer the us ending and here's why I know Emily Henry's whole thing is like picking apart the romance trope and turning it on its head and being ironic. And I love that for her. But for me, I love a proposal at the end. Like I didn't read this to like dig in and like talk about the characters and on some level like go off like you literally could. That's a thing. But I didn't like read it for that. I read it because I was like deeply and truly infatuated with their love story and so to put a ring on it at the end makes me happy now I can agree with the people that say Augustus and January would never get engaged at the end of the book true you're so right they would definitely have a little courthouse wedding down the line and like a party with their friends but they would never get engaged at the end of the book but that doesn't matter to me because I wanted them to get engaged so I'm happy with how it ended I'm loving it um other books in my rotation are anything that jennifer weiner has ever written ever if you went to u of m or you go to michigan or you're from michigan she writes books that take place at michigan at the university of michigan she wrote misses everything so good everything i know about love um is the dolly art the dolly book that everyone's telling me to read i'm reading her piece of fiction right now that's called ghosts i think ghost what is it called I don't know what it's called, but she also wrote this other book, Everything You Know About Love, and you guys are always telling me to read it. I've read it. It's really good. Then Conversations on Love by Natasha Lunn is really good. I've been getting back into reading lately. I bought the Kindle. Guys, I'm an impulsive little bitch. Last week I was like, you guys remember that like I'm like getting influenced by Kindle, like the morning toast girlies always talking about their Kindles. And then I saw Margo at at Ruby's birthday and Margo was like, I was like, Margo, you're going to like influence me to buy Kindle because I keep seeing the Kindle all over your Instagram stories. and she's like, no, buy it like you're literally going to tear through every book. So like that's all I needed one drink and like a conversation with one person and I'm like Kindle it is but I I did really reflect and I need to because I have like ADHD I, I need to always be reading three books at once. I think I said this last week on top of my traveling it doesn't make a whole ton of sense for me to be lugging around books everywhere and I think I'm just gonna disperse it and do like Like Kindle when I'm traveling, but books when I'm at home if I can. I have a couple books that I haven't read yet that are on my shelf. So I'm going to get through those and then I'm going to dip into Kindle territory. But I do want to buy Jeanette McCurdy's memoir and I think I'm going to buy it on the Kindle and that'll be my first Kindle purchase. My Kindle virginity will have been taken because it's just sitting on my desk right now, uncharged, not ready to go. So I'm definitely going to buy Jeanette McCurdy's memoir and we're going to see how I like the Kindle. So I'll report back with that. I don't think I'm going to read it now because I just started a new book, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes. So That's kind of me. There's also a reads highlight on my Instagram from when I was in a super reading era. Like the era that I'm getting back into now I've already been in before. And there's a reads highlight on my Insta. And then you can go through the whole thing and just like do your thing and like love it and live it and learn it and whatever. Okay. Let's talk about some TikTokers and Instagrammers that I love to follow. You guys know that I love Sierra, my homegirl Sierra, but I don't know what her exact at is. I feel like it's like... Okay, Sierra, I need, like, I'm always reposting her, so it won't be long before you guys see that I'm reposting her. But she is just such a, a sweet, kind person. I think her Instagram, okay, her Instagram is Sierra in photos, S-I-E-R-R-A-N-I-N, photos, P-H-O-T-O-S. She is just so fucking positive. Okay, and then her TikTok is average sissy, S-I-S-I. She is such a fucking light. I'm I've met her in person. She's a doll. I just talked to her yesterday. She's in this lovely relationship. She just moved. She has really good life advice. I'm cosign everything she does. Love her. Joshua Gurley. I am the hugest TikTok stan of Joshua Gurley. Like every single video is amazing. I went through his whole journey with like figuring out the makeup and doing the skincare and like just amazing. Wonderful. And I know him in real life and he is so fucking nice. I just met Teffy in real life. I'm sure you guys know Teffy. Hello, Teffy is her at. But, like, the way that she's just, like, uh, the sweetest, kindest, like – Cool. like I was looking at her I was like oh you're cooler than anybody I've ever met in my whole life like I want to be you when I met her when we were both at TikTok and then like I was um biting my nails and she like took my hand and was like my mom would tell me not to do that so I'm gonna tell you not to do that and I was like thank you so much I just get nervous and I bite my nails like that's the kind of person she is she's like a mom an older sister she's so funny in person she's stunning and every outfit she wears is so fucking cool and like she had the coolest nails and I was looking at her like Jesus Christ like I want to literally be you um so that's one of my favorite newer, newer followers on TikTok. I'm a pretty avid watcher of <laughs> The Salad Lab. This is my prize possession mutual. So basically, I actually don't know The Salad Lab's real name. And frankly, I wouldn't like to find out. The Salad Lab, um, welcome back to The Salad Lab. where We're making fabulous salads every single day. Today, we're making blank. It'll be like a Cobb Ranch salad. And in The Salad Lab, she will, I think her pronouns are she. I actually don't know like a thing about her. Like I would love to know more. Who is the salad lab like what is their identity like by their way of their hands look they would give a great hug and their voice is so calming but basically she's this woman and she wears a wedding ring I think she's married um and she makes salads but like she never shows her face like the shot is of the bowl and like her dumping the ingredients and then she dumps the dressing she makes the dressing first on the bottom and then she dumps the ingredients and then she mixes and then she serves it with wine or a pairing depending on her mood So I'm actually not going to lie to you, Um, some nights, some nights I will watch two hours of the salad lab, two two hours of three minute videos of someone making salads and my boyfriend will be like, one more fucking salad video and you're done. And you know what? I actually approve of that message because it gets to a point where I don't deserve to be allowed to consume the content any longer. But it truly is one of my more favorite follows that I've ever followed. And I can't express that enough. Instagram, Logan Yuri, Relationship Director at Hinge. If you remember, she was a guest on the show. I love her content about dating and I think you will too. Rachel Sullivan. Um, you guys might know her as Honey on tiktok like she's the one with like the husband meals she eats who like made all the food um the size of their baby for her like pcos throughout her maternity um situation and then she had the baby so this is also one of my prized possession mutuals on instagram and tiktok and like just gonna say like they're literally everything to me um i was waiting on bated breath for them to have their baby and then they told me the gender of the baby and the name of the baby days before because of course i reached out being like mom and dad so happy for you congratulations like stunning gorgeous and they were like, meet little Sutton. And I was like, holy fuck, how am I gonna sit on this bad boy piece of information until they announce? But obviously I did because I had to keep a secret for them. Um, they're my favorite. Brooke and Danielle, amazing. They are my YouTube girlies fashionistas to the max, nicest fucking human beings you will ever meet in your life. They run a podcast called Gals on the Go, and I consume their content pretty religiously these days. I met them both through doing social media in New York City, and I will say they're just two of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life. And they, I love their podcast. I was on their podcast. I love them. I love how professional they are and just they're so hardworking. I'm like, I'm emotional. They're great. One of my new faves is this micro-influencer, Harrow Style, H-A-R-R-O-W Style. She is a mom on TikTok just showing her lifestyle content. And last I checked, she had 15K, but like I think she's on the precipice of blowing up. And um, one of my best friends sent me her and was like, this is my new favorite TikToker. Like she's so niche. This is Harrow Style, like fucking icon. And then I was like, oh my God, I love her. I watched some of her videos, realized she followed me. And I was like a fan of the jar oh my God, follow back. Then we DM'd a bit and I was like, mom, like I'm I'm developing some parasocial relationships as you can tell. The sassy northerner. So the sassy northerner is Maketta and I'm pretty sure that she's the sassy northerner on both accounts. She lives in Austin. I met her at the Her Conference. I think she's the sassy northerner on both accounts. So she works for Bumble Social um, and she's like really just so beautiful and so nice and like I'm on her private story and I feel like that's when you really get to deep dark know someone and we have all the same thoughts at all the same times and I just can't wait for the next time I'm in Austin so I can hang out with her Mandy of old loser in Brooklyn just got engaged and is literally the nicest person in the world like I I'm like truly and honestly some of these people like when I meet them in person I'm like you cannot be this nice it's not fair like you're nice you're perfect your content's funny you're inspiring you're so cool I love her you should definitely follow her Drew Affaloo. I'm sure you guys know Drew I don't actually personally know Drew I just met Drew at VidCon and I was like hi I I'm upset like I'm a fangirl you guys know I'm like a big fan of fangirling that's definitely on the in list like be a fangirl just go for it um and she was so nice and she's so hot and cool in person Last one is Mrs. Dutchy. Listen, listen, if you don't know who Mrs. Dutchy is, I'm going to need you to pause, search her up, search up the Dutch and go watch. Every single night she goes live and she makes cups. Can you guys tell the kind of content I consume like when people are like criticizing my content I'm like yeah do you guys understand what I'm consuming like I'm consuming a wide array of cultural relevant and interesting content okay so yeah I'm really like I'm being influenced by some really interesting stuff including Mrs. Dutchie making a fucking cup I watch it every night she goes live every night it's very 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 calming to me and she made a cup for Zachariah and that's how I first found her she was kind of coming up with my my TikTok um her lives were and then Zachariah got a cup for from her and I was like oh my god my dream come true and then for my birthday my boyfriend bought me a cameo from Mrs. Dutchie and she got a little confused in it which is totally fine like the Dutch can say whatever she wants me I literally don't care um she thought it was our anniversary so like I'm just gonna replay it on our anniversary and then he won't even have to get me another gift because he's already given me the best gift that anyone could ever give which is a cameo from Mrs. Dutchie so you, if you aren't a fan or a follower go become one okay podcasts So I listen to podcasts all the time, and I don't necessarily listen to podcasts for the content. I find it to be very calming to listen to someone talk in my ear while I'm out doing something because I will get tired of music and I'm oftentimes by myself throughout the day. So I will also listen for content. Like, don't get it wrong. Like, when I listen to these podcasts, it's not that I'm not listening for content. I'm, like, idly listening, and then I'll pop back in, pop out, pop in, and then maybe I'll hear something and I'll go back. For, like, news, I listen to the NPR Politics podcast and The Daily. Like, those are podcasts that I really enjoy listening to for news, and I used to listen to them a lot when I was, like, doing journalism shit, like, always and forever, and, like, that was my tea. Now, I listen to Girls Gotta Eat very religiously. I've been recently listening to The Giggly Squad because my best friend Kelly, like, recommended I listen to it. She said, like, you would love it, and I really enjoy it, and it's fun because we listen together now while we work from home, and it's, like, kind of, like, a fun bonding thing. I've been listening to The Morning Toast lately because I love that it comes out every day because it like my brain needs something to hear like people talking like in my ear like every day. <laughs> so it's actually really helpful. And then also I actually really think that the Fast Five story concept, if you guys don't know how their show is laid out, like I I had never known much about them, honestly. And then um, somebody recommended them to me or I saw a TikTok about it. But like how their show is laid out. I actually I saw their TikToks about the cat in the hat. Remember when I was telling you about the Dr. Seuss thing? That. So how their show is laid out. It's they they say the fast five stories you need to hear today and they just tell five pop culture, typically pop culture stories. And it's kind of nice because I'm like, I don't have so much time to be consuming content all day long or like reading every pop culture. Like that's why I love things like Girl Boss Town. I love things like E! News Instagram stories because it's able to give me like quick pop culture content that I needed for my day without doing a deep dive. I appreciate them because they're actually giving like really great stories. Like today they were talking about I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but like Serena Williams, they did a little thing about Olivia Newton-John and like they gave me more context to the situation that I previously knew and claudia is really fucking funny and so is jackie they're both really funny but claudia's a comedian and like she's hilarious so i think it's just a great listen it brightens my morning and then of course i listen to gals on the go with freaking danielle i love their podcast i love that one but i'm always hoping to new podcast recs because i've only recently gotten into like heavily listening to podcasts i used to be more of an observer but now i'm a, a pretty much a listener um okay so now these are my two favorite makeup and skincare but we're gonna start with makeup I'm kind of just going to go through the list because I don't have a lot of commentary on this other than the fact that you guys just wanted to know. So I use the Revlon Colorstay Skin Awaken Concealer. It's my favorite concealer in the world. You've heard me say it. I'll say it again. I'm using the Jouer Eyeshadow Crayon lately and Rare Beauty Mascara. The Pixie Viral TikTok Blush is wonderful. I use Flower Beauty by Drew Barrymore Highlighter Cream. I use Dior Highlighter for my powder highlight. Maybelline Lifter Gloss is the best lip gloss on the market i'm also loving the tart tartlet mascara and their juicy lip plump is wonderful i'm using charlotte tilbury primer that has spf in it but i also love the elf cosmetics one i use fenty beauty skin tint and the elf halo glow liquid filter which is a dupe for charlotte tilbury's flawless filter I use Flower Beauty Bronzer, L'Oreal Voluminous Mascara sometimes, and then the L'Oreal Lumi Glotion. So those are, like, all my faves for makeup. I could go more in depth on TikTok, but, like, I feel like if you just took notes about some stuff that you want to buy, I don't think that my recs ever come back to me backfiring. I should never have said that because all of a sudden it's gonna be like, well, you wrecked me this and I fucking hated it. And I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm so sorry. So actually, I'm gonna softly take that back. Like, so far, so good in terms of my wrecks. And I'm really, I really take a lot of time and energy and effort to make sure that I'm wrecking you guys things that I think are both affordable, but if they're not affordable, are really worth the price that you're gonna pay for them. Okay. Skincare Charlotte Tilbury Magic Night Cream. They are, she also has a magic cream. I like it. I'm not obsessed. Also, the social media girl for Charlotte Tilbury asked if she could come on the podcast and talk a little bit about the beauty industry. I thought that could be really interesting and fun. So hopefully that's going to happen soon. I really like the magic night cream. I've been using the Clarence V Facial Intensive Wrap for a um, face mask and it's really good. I also use Caudalie Venergetic Mask. I use the Vino Perfect Serum from Lee. I use Loops Beauty for like face masks. I use Clarence Total Eye Lift, and I'm obsessed with that eye cream. I use codaly Beauty Elixir. It smells like a spa in the bottle. Dr. Dennis Gross Hyaluronic Marine Moisture Cushion for like my daily kind of like face um, moisturizer. I use Supergoop Play and then also every single face. I Gua Sha. I have a jade roller and a rose quartz roller and they're both in my skincare fridge. I also use the codaly Reverse. Reserverotrol Lift. It's a pink bottle. And for face cleanser, I use Cora's face cleanser and I've been using their hand cream as well. So I read somewhere that a sign of aging is your hands. And I don't know why that frightened me because I'm not really afraid to age and I actually don't give a fuck. Like, I'm obsessed with skincare and makeup because I like to like look at all the little bottles and like put it on my face. But it's like kind of more of like a self-care mechanism in terms of calming me down, like internally. It actually has nothing to do with me wanting to make my skin look good. Like it definitely does because that's a side effect. But like the skincare routine for me is like a way to wind down. Like I'll put on, I usually put on a podcast while I'm doing it, and I just like really calmly put on my skincare. So then I read something about the hand cream, and I was like, why am I frightened about my hands? Like I've never fucking. Cared I have like small hands my ring size is a four and a half if my boyfriend's listening I'm just kidding and I like I've never really cared about like taking care of them but now all of a sudden I'm into it and I'm like hand creaming it up and I feel like my mom Um, sidebar If your boyfriend or like the man you're talking to doesn't have a skincare routine, literally get rid of him. Take him out with the fucking garbage, not even the recycling. Take him out with the trash. And here's why. I do not understand how men just think that their skin is like a separate skin from mine. Like I have 75 products that I put on my face and men are like rolling out of bed, splashing some lukewarm water on their face, drinking a fucking monster and being like, ready to go for the day. I'm like, you're not going to age well. Like and. Like, again, do we really care that much? No, but, like, your skin is going to crusty and fall off. Or, like, you're wondering why you're breaking out? Like, your skin is not different from my skin. It's not feminine to have a skincare routine. Like, and if you think it is, okay, grow up a little. But, like, start easy. Use CeraVe. Nobody is asking you to be out here with, like, the Charlotte Tilbury Magic Night Cream. Like, I am not requiring you to purchase a $100 face cream. Like, I'm not asking you to go to Sephora and be like, do you have the La Mer? Like, I don't need you to do that, sir. Like, My brother Jake, he's up in that shit. He's buying the Lamer, and, like, good for him because he's glowing. But if you're feeling a little bit toxically masculine about this, literally just go and buy CeraVe. Like, nobody is asking – like, no one is asking you to start using the anti-aging hand cream. Like, we're not there with you. And that's fine. Like, I'm not asking you to get a skincare fridge. Like, you don't need that. But just – Maybe a light routine. like, And if your man doesn't have one, like, maybe he just needs to be learned a little. Maybe you need to teach him. So I'm going to give you a recommendation. There's this great brand. It's called Bioma. It's available at Target. All the products are under $25. And they have full skincare routines. And on the bottle, it tells you exactly what to do. Like, I'm not saying that they made this routine for men because I also like the products and I own them and I've used them. And I think that they're wonderful. And I think that they're far and away better than any other drugstore products out there in the same or similar price range literally every product is under $25, which is really great for high-end skincare. And I consider this to be a high-end, like in terms of their formula. Then on the bottle, it's like cleanser, serum, toner, lotion. It tells you what to do. If the man can't figure that out, like, and like, and he is not interested, like that is your telltale sign that it's over like I'm not gonna lie when I got into my relationship like I've never had a boyfriend that was like here's my skincare routine like I've never had a boyfriend that said that but like I don't expect them to because they've probably been taught that it's like girly or whatever, right? So like I suggested that maybe it would be fun. Actually, I think he brought it up to me because he saw how much I cared about my skin. He was like, "I kind of think I want to get into like a little bit of skincare." And I was like, "Okay, like let's do it." And he was open to it. That is a sign of a fucking wonderful man. And now all of his friends are like, "Give us a skincare." And my brother, like I have two brothers. Okay, right? Like Jake, my gay brother, he's into the skincare. Like obviously, he's like better skin than I have. Jack, not so much. You know, he might be like a roll out of bed. Like he's definitely like a Cerave boy. Like he had that but he was like I'm kind of interested in the skincare and I was like wonderful okay we're gonna do it up for you too get your man a skincare routine or dump him out with the trash that's the TED talk sorry like that was so passionate but I'm feeling really passionate about it today you guys need to be with a man who has supple fit a supple face okay we're on to hair care now I've been using the acidic bonding concentrate shampoo and conditioner from Revlon Redken it's from Redken it's not from Revlon I take it all back no it's from Yeah, it can't be from Revlon. Revlon's makeup. It's from Rekken. I've also been using the Drunk Elephant Silk Amino Mega Moisturizing Masker. Neither of those were sponsored, but didn't it sound like they were? I've been using headquarters shampoo and conditioner on the days where I'm not using the acidic bonding because I feel like acidic bonding sounds a little harsh and like I had a hairdresser answer me like that formula is chef's kiss and I was like okay I'll listen to you because you seem like an expert but like I'm not sure if it's like an everyday type of thing so I've been using headquarters I use BrioGio for a scalp treatment because I did a brand deal with the scalp company one time and they're like do you know your scalp is fucking nasty and I was like oh like shit so I've been using that And then after my showers, I use Kristen S. Dry Cream. You can get it at a Target. It's really great. You can get it at any drugstore. Kristen S. is wonderful. My laptop just died, so sorry that I closed it if you saw that in the video. Um, And then I use the Whey Hair Oil and the Whey Wave Spray. And then I've been using Living Proof Dry Shampoo. I'm actually new into the dry shampoo game. I have it in my hair right now, so let me know how you think it looks if you're watching. Perfume. I have three favorites. So I'm obsessed with all of the Y perfumes. Way, Y-O-U-A-I. I I just mentioned them, but I probably butchered their name. I like the North Bondi scent. I use Chance by Chanel. I use Nest Perfume Oil. They're also a candle company. And I use J'adore by Dior in a rotation. I think J'adore and Chance are kind of similar vibes. J'adore might be more like vanilla-y and Chance might be more flowery. I I don't really know which one I prefer, but I've been on a Chance streak lately. For shower products... I use Soap and Glory right now. Obsessed, 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 addicted. All of their like soaps washes whatever Lee sugar scrub but one thing about my personal like shower situation is that our drain clogs a lot and the Lee sugar scrub or any sugar scrub looks like literal vomit and dirt like in the shower because it doesn't drain like all the way sometimes so I haven't like actually been aggressively using that unless I'm at my parents like elite drained shower um but I wanted to recommend to you guys to not buy salt scrub because it actually dehydrates your skin and buy sugar scrub instead Um, and then I use sweet spot labs on all razor bumps, all like body acne. Like if you've ever gotten like butt acne, body acne, like wherever, like I feel like athletes not calling myself a fucking athlete, but I did just sign up for a half marathon. I feel like we get it a lot. Especially if you're doing like an hour workout, like you're sitting in your sweat, then you get acne. It actually clears it up instantly and then someone told me that they went to Ulta to go looking for it and the Ulta lady said like seven people have come in looking for it today I'm like I'm an influencer so that makes sense but I did want to recommend because I do think it's like actually wonderful and like there was a time in my life that I was dead ass putting concealer on razor bumps to like go hook up with a guy to like go to the beach like probably not like that's fucking weird don't do that it's also terrible for you like don't do that that's actually I'm influencing you against um, I use Athena Club for their shaving cream specifically. I just really like it. And then Galay Fusion came out with like a women's line for like all your shaving needs. I'm not big into like sugaring or like waxing, but like I've actually been thinking about it because like my best friend Julia, like, made me come to her Brazilian Wax the other day, like, in the room with her. And I was like, all right, we're really close now. And then I was kind of like, I'm kind of getting influenced, influence. Looky. Like, this looks kind of fun. Like, it looks painful, but fun. So now I'm, like, wondering if I should get sugared. But that being said, Galay Fusion, I do use their stuff, and I like it. Okay, clothes. I don't know why I'm giving you guys clothing advice, but, like, you wanted it. So J Crew. J. Crew and Banana Republic, listen, not your mama's J. Crew, not your mama's Banana Republic, no more. They literally rebranded. They got new stylists. Everybody has a weird taste in their mouth from like back in the day when we used to wear those brands. Like it used to be like a thing that we'd wear to our internship, like or whatever. No, they literally got so fucking cute. This sweater that I'm wearing right now, as we're talking, is J. Crew. Um, and so is my tank top. And I've been loving it. I've been loving the teres T-E-R-E-Z workout sets. So cute. So, so, so cute um there are a lot of dupes for like the Yeezy slides on Amazon and I've been loving mine I have like a several pairs and I really like them I have really just been loving simplicity lately like I used to overthink fashion a lot I think like I would think that I couldn't just wear like an Oxford shirt and jean shorts like it's ugly but like no it's just like classic right so like black tank top no bra jeans roll my boyfriend's mom this weekend was like do you ever wear bra and I was like no and she's like well you don't have to it looks great see like affirmation (laughs) sometimes you have to wear a bra though and if you do I recommend Skims. I'm wearing one right now I think their sizing is really accurate and great I'm really loving it I actually size up a little bit in them just a recommendation um I've been loving Abercrombie as you guys know I have these Tory Burch sneakers that I'm obsessed with lately my high top platform converse um and then, yeah, that's pretty much like all that I'm digging right now. Like I've been in a very like simplicity era for myself, like feeling simple, feeling like no, no trouble, no trouble, no trauma. All right. Restaurants. Um, I have two examples. The first one is that I found a holy mecca, holy grail chipotle in New York City um, and I'm not telling you where it is because I'm going to gatekeep it and I'm a gatekeeper and it's fine I think I told you guys about this already I might have. I did tell you about it on TikTok but essentially it is a perfect Chipotle where your meal and order comes out perfectly every time if you figure out which one it is because you've gone there several times and you're like wow my meal is perfectly perfect every single time you can DM me and I can confirm if it's true or untrue that that's the one that I'm talking about I will tell you that it is downtown, downtown downtown-ish downtown adjacent meaning midtown downtown area it's not like upper west or upper east side it's not a that it is in manhattan so if you find it like may the best man win so i actually have a grape to bring up with you guys um on the basis of whataburger it's bad okay we need to talk about it like i had this ex-boyfriend who's from texas and he would always be like whataburger like he would be talking about it all the time And he was emotionally manipulating me simultaneously. So I think I like I put those two together. So I already hated it before I even tried it. But I just knew it was going to be gross. Like I knew it was going to make me feel sick. And so we go to Whataburger like late night. I'm pretty sober, which maybe that was the issue. Like you guys know I haven't been drinking a lot lately. So maybe that was the issue. I don't really know. I ordered a burgers, like two burgers with cheese and no bun. Fucking gross. Awful. I would literally McDonald's iconic, amazing, never before seen in and out iconic, amazing, never before seen Shake Shack. Same shit. So good. P Terry's in Austin. Chef's kiss. Literally, I would rather have the impopper, the impossible whopper from Burger King than this monstrosity that I ate at Whataburger. Meanwhile, everybody else is eating that honey butter chicken burger. Let me just tell you right now that shit is gray. That's gray. And I love fast food, okay? I will literally stand by McDonald's till the day I die. I know what they make their chicken out of. I will eat it. I don't care. Like, I will stand by McDonald's. I will stand by Wendy's till the day I die. Like, Wendy's breakfast, so good. I will stand by pretty much every fast food place. Like, I love fast food. I really do. I don't think we've ever talked about this. I had a phase when I first moved to New York that I got McDonald's like twice a week. Like, I was really on a McDonald's era. Love fast food. Whataburger honey butter chicken biscuit is gray. It's gray and we all need to come to terms with it. And if you like it and it's gray, you go off. Bad. Milkshake machine, broken. I was like, no, you guys are not McDonald's. Like, stop cosplaying McDonald's. Like, it's not cute. It's not the tea. You're not good enough to cosplay McDonald's. Like, knock it off. Knock it off. So that really, I got my panties in a twist. And the fries, like, were decent. I'll give them that. And they had ranch and that was decent too. So I'll give them that, you know, that up to their average. But overall, I would have rather had in and out. Or just McDonald's, like old reliable. And if you have a swan song about Whataburger and you want to come to me and tell me how much you love and adore it and how much it truly means to you, be my guest. But at this moment in time, I hate it. (laughs) I'm feeling passionate. On the topic of food, here are my food faves as of late. Strawberries. Any form, any style. Strawberry cake, chocolate covered strawberries, strawberry flavorings, strawberry anything. Strawberry ice cream, strawberry froyo, strawberries on froyo. Loving it. I'm back in a salmon phase. My mom ate a lot of salmon when she was pregnant with me and she claims this is why I love salmon, salmon poke, salmon sushi, salmon grilled, salmon any way you can make it. I'll eat it. Love it. Carne asada. Literally, my my boyfriend's brothers were like, "Aren't you a vegetarian?" And I think they were remembering that when we met, I was a pescatarian, or quote, "sober pescatarian," unquote, which just means that you're a pescatarian when you're sober, but then when you're drunk, you eat meat. Yeah, it's not really logical or ethical, but I don't really feel like getting into it. But that being said, I guess they hadn't like seen me in action in a while, where I was like consuming carne asada at a scary rate. Like I don't think they'd ever seen that before. So they were like, "Oh, you like like carne asada now?" Or like, "You're like not a like." Do you eat that? And I was like, I keep everyone on their toes, okay? Some days they look at me and I'm like, I'm sick. I'm sick. Couldn't eat it if I wanted to. I'm ill. Other days they look at me and I'm like, that looks fucking dank. When I was at I was feeling. I was feeling like I was dipping. I was going back. Cascading toward the sober pescatarianism again. This always gets the vegetarians angry when I say that I don't really like I don't like meat that much. Like they'll be like, well, then pick one. Like you're bad for the environment. I'm like, well, I eat a lot less meat than most people. I cut my meat consumption by a lot, so I actually think that's better than if I was just like a carnivore. I almost said herbivore. Carnivore. You know what I mean? So loving loving carne asada lately. That being said, parfaits, yogurt kind peanut butter granola cinnamon honey banana strawberry decadent I use the um plain non-fat Greek yogurt of Chobani 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 (laughs) it sounds Italian what ethnicity is Chobani is an American word what does it mean who cares so I use those yogurts um I love Go Nana's banana bread, and these are two girls that went to Michigan. They made this company, Go Nana's, and then when I was in Houston, I saw their Go Nana's banana bread mix in a store. It's gluten-free, and I bought it for my boyfriend's little brother, who's also gluten-free, because he's like, you have to have this banana bread. It's decadent. Um, mustard, been loving mustard. I often forget about mustard, and it's the forgotten condiment, and I feel bad. I feel badly, but it because I'm like a mayo, truffle aioli, you know, like, Other things come before mustard. Nothing comes before mustard. It is the perfect condiment. If you eat a hot dog without mustard, you suck. Sandwiches. I've been loving a sandwich. I've been loving a lettuce wrap. I've been loving um, an actual regular gluten-free wrap. My order is truffle mayo, lettuce, avocado, turkey, and cheddar. It's so good. Try it on a gluten-free wrap. Okay, drinks. Ranch water with extra lime. I don't even know what a ranch water is. I just order it. I'm pretty sure it's a tequila soda, but like southern. Um... Sancerre is my wine of choice lately um why did I write the earth under drinks like the er drinks the earth I don't know what that means I literally hate myself (laughs) um wine tastings though I've been liking like a little wine flight if a wine bar has it where like each glass is two ounces because you get a bit less but you still get the taste because I've been on you know kind of not drinking a time. Um, Coke Zero is way better than Diet Coke. Why did nobody tell me? You're all fake. And if you disagree, actually come to the comments. I'm actually curious. I'm curious to hear if you disagree or you agree. Um... I've been loving lemon and lime and everything like lemon lime water. I really like the water boy that's flavored lemon lime or lemonade or whatever it is. It's really good. And then my one other thing that I want to love right now but I just can't because they don't have it. In New York City is the Dunkin pumpkin. What are they, what are they waiting for? Because I saw and I know she lives in Boston, right? I know Robin of Girl Boss Town lives in Boston. So I know that Boston has early access to Dunkin because it's the Dunkin capital of the world. But I have gone to Dunkin every day this week being like, I need an iced pumpkin laxative almond milk latte. Do you have it? Like I need, I need the sweet release of drinking your lattes, making it, make me sick to my stomach and like sprinting to the bathroom and it needs to be pumpkin. Like I need to feel autumnal in this 95 degree weather. I require it. I go every day. I've, and I've been perusing different Dunkins, right? I've been perusing around. So I went to one Dunkin' in Murray Hill. I went to another Dunkin' in Kips Bay. I moved down to the Lower East Side. I've been trying a Dunkin' a day to, to, to look for what I truly and honestly want and need, which is the Dunkin' Donuts iced pumpkin latte with almond milk. And they, don't, they haven't had it. They haven't had it anywhere. And they keep saying next week, next week, next week. I'm like, I know. It's supposed to be August 17th, but typically you have it early. I might start jumping over to Starbucks for their pumpkin beverages and I don't even really like theirs because I'm really craving it and I want it to be one of my faves right now okay you guys have been asking me for fave workouts um reformer Pilates I just said that in the beginning spin I've been going to SoulCycle but then SoulCycle had that really weird thing with Peloton I think I mentioned it last week and I felt kind of weird about it since so I might try to go to the Peloton in studio my roommate has a Peloton so sometimes I'll go on that too running because of the half marathon but like is that a fave right now it's not I tried to run two miles today so that you get that and then I've been running in the New Balance Fuel Cell Super Comp Trainers they're the best sneaker I've ever put on my foot they're so good and I'm not just saying that because New Balance gifted me them I'm very particular about the shoe I run in and I think I will be running the half marathon in these okay other there's an other category oh maybe we'll keep going like Toneless, okay. Celebrities that I've been loving lately. I've been loving keeping up with the Kardashians because they're just a world of drama and I can turn my brain off and just very calmly see what they're doing. What is the dumpster fire that is set to the world? Um, unfortunately today I had a little bit of a mishap where I read Kylie Jenner's post being like, here's pics from my first birthday party in 1998. And I was like, oh my God, she's fucking younger than me. Like what the fuck? So you make a TikTok like Kylie Jenner's younger than me. Like she has two kids in a billion dollar business and she's younger than me. And then everyone's like, bro, she was born in 97. She's saying her first birthday party is in 98. Like You're dumb. I did fail math at the University of Michigan. So what did you guys expect? Um, Nikki Glaser is a comedian that was just on Girls Gotta Eat Again. And I just became obsessed. Like her raspy talking voice. She's so funny. She's so badass. Like I want to be her. So that's another obsession of mine lately. Hailey Bieber is, like, obviously top of mind lately because I just feel like she's, like, making the rounds. Like, everything she says, people do. And so I like to kind of keep up with what she's up to. But then I had to tell you guys that that something happened and I need you guys to just keep it hush-hush-shush-shush shush for me just because that would be nice. Um, Obviously, Hannah Burner is, like, a comedian. But then she was on Summer House, but then she also is like, podcast host. And, like, she does TikTok, she does Insta, whatever. She followed me on both platforms. And, like, I don't, like... I'm a fan. So like I want to play cool. I want to act like no, like we do similar stuff. Like I'm just like um like kind of hanging out, like making my podcasts, like trying to be funny, like making my content. But no, like no. Like she to me is like everything. She's epic. She's so cool. She doesn't give a fuck about anything. Like I'm obsessed with her. Like I look up to her. She followed me on both platforms and now I'm like, all right, like this happened in the last week. Like I thought you were kind of like famous and like you actually are. And now I'm like, this is insane. Like wow, so I love her. I'm obsessed, and she makes the cut. Also, because if you listen to her podcast, Haley Bieber DM'd her on um, TikTok, so that's just nutty. Um, you guys were wondering like active my fave activities with friends. Um, we play a lot of games. <laughs> so like, yeah every friend that I have is like let's get dinner let's get drinks let's see a show let's go to a concert but my friends like we play games we puzzle we've always got a puzzle going on the table when people come over they help us with the puzzle we drink wine we do the puzzle we play a lot of games though we played 36 questions in love which is the New York Times game we played let's fucking play thank you Serena Kerrigan let's fucking fuck thank you Serena Kerrigan all of those kinds of games we're not really strangers we play those games like we love a game in my house we're a game family and if you guys have any recs for games um just let me know that'll be great all right other things that I'm utterly and completely and entirely obsessed with and can't get enough of comfy sheets but not like oh the sheets are comfy like the brand is c-o-m-p-h-y feels like a hotel bed and it's my aspiration in life to make my bed feel like a hotel bed and it does I'm actually you know what guys I'm gonna treat myself I'm gonna change my sheets tonight even though that sounds like hell I'm gonna put the comfies on because I don't have them on right now I also like Rose Pillow Spray because, again, hotel vibes, always aspiration. Um, My Stanley Cup. Do you guys know that? It's like those cups that every influencer has, but, like, the Utah Mom Talkers all have it, too. So I feel, like, oddly connected to the Utah Mom Talk swingers in a way, like, with the Stanley Cups because they have it. Um, But I love mine, and it keeps my water real cold. Um, Nest Candles. My mom always would tell me it was the best gift, and, like, I'm obsessed. Um... My IKEA elephant Ellie, it's still on the market. It's a stuffed animal. And I sleep with her every single night. I have been loving Amber Mark for music. I just think she is if you put together every good artist ever, you create Amber Mark and she's birthed into the world. And I love her. Um, Febreze fabric spray, you gotta spray it on your clothes when they come out of the wash, especially if you live in a building that has sort of a jank like wash situation where you're like, is this clean? Like, I'm gonna pretend like it is that kind of a vibe. Um, reformer Pilates my new thing they're so nice to me at New York City Pilates nobody was mean oh it's New York Pilates definitely go there maybe we could all go together one day maybe they I almost just said maybe they have one in Boston like yeah genius they have a New York Pilates in Boston fuck you (laughs) um I've been loving a little tell-all action like I am utterly obsessed with the way that Jeanette McCurdy was literally offered like $300,000 has been crazy like that by Nickelodeon to be like shh don't tell anything about how Dan Schneider fucking sucks and she was like, no no like I'm that's gold like you tell all you deserve that space I'm really excited to read this book I hear that she's a really good writer I hear it's a little dense though so I'm like trying to prepare myself for that um I've been loving the artist pink not the color the artist p exclamation point nk what happened with her like correct me if I'm wrong but like she was Everything in like 2005, and then she like was like a resurge in like 2012. Like walk me home in the dead of night. That whole thing, maybe that was like a little later. Um, just go back and listen to fucking perfect. Listen to just like a pill. That song, like you're walking down the streets of New York City, like listening to that song, you're on top of the earth. I'm really into her lately. Like I, I can't, I can't stress it enough. I just am. And I think that that's literally everything I like in my life. And I guess like this episode felt oddly cathartic to me because I I feel like I'm not a negative person by any stretch. But when you sit down and you think about all the things that you love, even if it's like fucking mustard and like you just talk about how much you love it, you feel a lot brighter when you're leaving. So maybe you guys should do that. Maybe you guys should think about all the things that you love this week and just write them down. Literally all the things you're obsessed with, like from condiments to condoms I don't know whatever brands and things that you're really enjoying lately like you just tell me about it and and love that and then I want to leave you with this so I was uh, feeling a little anxious and stressed and like kind of overwhelmed and trying to figure out like who am I what do I want to do with my life like which is confusing because it seems like I got it all together but in fact I don't And then I realized, you know what, Eli, you're doing your best. You're working really, really hard every single day to make everybody feel good in your life, to make the best content possible, to get on your deadlines, to write your book, everything. Why don't you just let the universe have this one? Like you are doing everything in your power. Let the universe take the rest. And you know what? I'm living by that and now I feel great. So I hope you guys are listening to this on a beautiful Friday. I hope it's nice out. I hope you have fun weekend plans that you make all the good decisions, but some of the bad ones just to make it a little more spicy. I love you very much and I will catch you next week. But first, we're going to have a listener call in. And while I'm recording this, I haven't chosen which listener call in I'm putting in, but there will be an intro and it will be wonderful, beautiful, stunning, amazing. I'm so excited for whoever you're going to hear because all of my listener call ins have just been so amazing. So you're going to get a listener call in and then after that i will see you next week bye guys okay guys so this week we have an amazing listener call in guest she's actually my neighbor her name is sydney ireland and in 2020 she became part of the first cohort of young women to earn the eagle scout rank from the boy scouts of america now called the bsa her eagle scout project was called connect a vet with a pet and she's so interesting and sweet and she's such a trailblazer and i'm so excited for you guys to hear our interview so without further ado let's get into it hello everyone i am so excited for my guest today because she is actually my neighbor it's crazy we run into each other in person i'm so excited that we're doing this and honestly i did not know that you were my neighbor before I reached out to you to do this. But before we get started, can you tell me your name, how old you are, your pronouns, and then we're going to jump into everything?
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, it was so funny. I followed you before I knew you were my neighbor. Um, but my name is Sydney Ireland. Um, my pronouns are she, her. I'm 21. I just turned 21 a month ago, and I'm so happy to be here and talk to you.
0: Yay! Okay, amazing. Well, to dive right in, um, today we're going to be talking about how you, Sydney, are an Eagle Scout, just got your Eagle Scout, and you've been advocating for women in the Boy Scouts, and just jump us in. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Where do you go to school? What are you studying? Um, Yeah, just give me like a little elevator pitch about yourself.
1: Yeah, great. So I'm a rising senior at Amherst College in Massachusetts. I'm studying political science and psychology. And I advocated for young women in the Boy Scouts of America since I was 11 years old. And I started, I joined the program when I was four years old because my older brother was in the program and I wanted to do the same things that he got to do. Um, And so I tagged along with him for years and years until I realized that I wasn't actually able to earn any of the badges um, or earn anything like being recognized. And so I really wanted to change that. So my dad and I and my whole family worked on petitions and resolutions asking the Boy Scouts to open their doors to young women. And it took years um, of advocacy and I got some media attention on it. I wrote some op-eds in the Washington Post and USA Today And I was also invited by my congresswoman to the State of the Union because of the work that I had done. And then finally, the Boy Scouts decided to open up to young women and allow them to earn the Eagle Award, which was super exciting. And I just was able to get recognized a few weeks ago for um, getting the Eagle Award and achieving that rank. Um, And so we had our my Eagle Court of Honor, which was super exciting. Um, Because of COVID, it had to get postponed for a while. But yeah, and so now young women are able to have the same opportunities in the program as young men have always been. Um, And the Eagle War really opens up a lot of doors. Um, And so that was one of the reasons, main reasons why it was so important that um, I advocated and women are now able to have that opportunity.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So what has it sort of been like navigating this whole process as a woman? Like, what are some of the things that you've learned or like some setbacks that you've had or just challenges? Like, what has navigating this sort of male-dominated space been like for you as a woman?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think the something that was super challenging um, for me, especially navigating the Boy Scouts, is the Boy Scouts is a historically um, pretty conservative organization. And they haven't often been on the right side of history when it comes to inclusion policies. And so it took an extra long fight for that because of their like rooted history in a lot of times exclusion. Um, But I think the program that they have, the leadership opportunities that it offers were enough, like important enough and super crucial for everybody to have, that I still felt like it was necessary that girls were included are included in the organization, um, despite their historical exclusion, um, like exclusionary practices. Um, and so it was definitely tough because a lot of people in that organization, and just in general, in organizations that haven't experienced a lot of change, um, people are fearful of change. A lot of people were fearful that including girls in the organization would um, make the program different than it was and make it worse, which is first of all, very sexist. And also um, it's just, I I think, I personally think that it has made the program better and I knew it would make the program better because it allows for um, a little more, uh, just allows for more people to get involved. And so I thought that was extremely important, but there definitely were a lot of setbacks for a long time like for many years I did not think that they would really open up to girls because of um because they are oftentimes very behind um so but it took a lot of advocacy and public pressure for them to do it and I'm very happy that they have.
0: So was there any times that you can remember that you experienced like a lot of pushback or like felt like you weren't going to accomplish this or were there any times that like you just felt like you hit like a major wall or challenge and like what what did that look like?
1: Yeah, there was an experience I had. I went to a scout camp and the at the beginning of the week, they said that I was able to get all my merit badges. I would be able to get the merit badges that you need to like get on and uh progress in the program and this was before girls were allowed but the but the camp said that i could get the merit badges and then at the end of the week um once i had completed the merit badges that i did for that week they didn't they said no we're not doing this and so they backtracked on what they said before which was really frustrating um and just they were just not being truthful about what was happening um and it was because i think they were scared of uh repercussions that they could have had from with like, the national boy, Sc- boy scouts organization and so that was a super big it felt like a super big setback but I also knew that this was just one camp that was fearful and there are other programs um other camps that would accept me um and yeah I mean now girls are allowed so girls can go to a camp like that and say no I think deserve to be able to be recognized for the work that I did. And so, yeah, I did have to redo my Eagle project. Um, a lot of, a few merit badges, um, in order for them to get recognized. So I had to do them twice, but,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what do you recommend? Like, so obviously in those situations you had been like knocked down a bit. How did you like get back on your feet and like remind yourself of your goal? Like how did you not quit in situations that are that frustrating and sexist and like charged, like how did you kind of keep yourself above water?
1: Yeah, I think my family was super supportive, especially my dad of um, helping me navigate um, individuals that were not super supportive of what I was doing. Um, And a lot of times in person, that was one of the few times where people have directly said to me that it was um, like I couldn't do this or I like you're not gonna be recognized. Um, but usually, um, that's that was only like on social media and stuff. And so when I did get media like some media attention, um there were some like a lot of more pushback than in person. So I think just realizing that when people, people don't usually say things like bad to my face. It's usually just on, the Internet. And so I think that made me realize that um, it it's not as I, I think I have more support than I um, maybe felt when it was online and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm sure you definitely feel that way as well, being in the industry that you do. Yeah. And I'd love to also hear a little bit about like how you navigate that, um, because I think you have such a huge platform and you probably experience like a lot of um, like Online, maybe um, push back from whatever um, you're working on, but in person, maybe you also feel that way. Like people don't ever say that to your face.
0: No one's ever going to say it to your face, right? And I think. What it is for me is recognizing that if I always say this, but if I am doing my best, and this is exactly what you were doing, right? You were doing your best, you were working hard, and you were giving grace and kindness to yourself and others. Then if you're doing those three things and anybody doesn't like you, that's a reflection of them and not you. And if they're going to take that personality conflict to a level of hate, that's just a reflection of them and a projection. And at that point then, their opinions of me aren't my business anymore you know, like their opinion that they're putting out into the world about what I'm doing, or in your case, you going to get your ego out, not your business, literally damn them all to hell. That's not your business. And I always remind myself, you know what, that opinion, that negative, uh-huh. angry opinion, just not my business. And so I think that that's kind of what you just said. Like, that's kind of what you have to realize because at the end of the day, you're out there getting after what you want. And those people are just jealous that you're willing to stand up for something that maybe they're not.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, It's definitely, yeah, I
0: think I've learned that
1: over time and thankfully I haven't um, had any real pushback in person other than a few experiences and um, those have only like pushed me further to to wanting to complete
0: this project. And we love that. Um, okay, so on, on the positive side, do you have any like really special memories that you want to share? Because I think, you know, for me, I think I would be really nervous to join the Boy Scouts. And I'm also going to ask you about that. But like, can you share some of like your happiest times and like special memories where you felt uplifted and included and empowered just to give us like, you know, the positive because we just harped on maybe some of the tough moments.
1: Yeah, so I was able to... Because the Boy Scouts weren't including girls, I was able to join an organization in Canada, Scouts Canada, and they've been co ed for over 20 years, I think. Um, and so I have been able to have, and I was also an honorary member of a Scout troop in Canada. So it's really allowed me to look internationally, and I got to go up to them every summer. And it was such a great experience to be able to be part of something even bigger than something in the US. Um, And so that was such an incredible um, time and I'm still in contact with them and I achieved the highest award in Scouts Canada. Um, And then also in the US, when I was um, going on trips with my troop, we went ice climbing, um, we've done scuba diving. It's been such a cool um, experience, especially for someone who grew up in New York City. Um, where that's just not something that New York City people do get to do all the time. I think it was very unique. Um, and I have loved all of the experience I've gotten and also the leadership training that has allowed me to get to the point um, where I am in like my education and that everything like that. So, amazing.
0: Yeah. I was just um I interviewed somebody else who, who's actually from Canada and we're just talking about how Canada like Canada is fucking crushing it. Like that's awesome. Um I I think I want to I want to ask you though for girls that are like scared to join the boy scouts or like apprehensive like it's a boys club. They have this like really negative history. What would you say to those people about, you know, pushing past that anxiety?
1: Yeah, I think that's a very fair anxious feeling because the Boy Scouts really haven't um, done their best when it comes to um, letting in girls, letting in um, queer people. Um, In general, they've, they've been very exclusionary. I think that it really matters what troop you're part of because a Scout leader can be incredible. And if they're following the morals of themselves and like doing the right things, which I think shouldn't be as hard as, um, the, as it seems like, I think if they're following, um, principles centered leadership, um, I think, uh, joining the Boy Scouts can be a really, um, beneficial experience and, and super, um, like crucial to like gaining leadership skills. So I think, Um, girls that are like afraid of joining, um, this program, I think I understand that that nerves, those nerves. Um, but I also think, um, like finding the right fit with when it comes to troop is super important. And if anybody wants help with that, I would love to like guide them.
0: Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I love that. And I guess in a similar vein, um, obviously, You've been in like the Washington Post, USA Today, NPR, Trevor Noah, all of these things. And obviously for me, there's a lot of imposter syndrome surrounding what I do. So I can't imagine that you didn't experience imposter syndrome. And maybe you didn't. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But did how? what was that experience like in these experiences? And how did you kind of deal with imposter syndrome if you did feel those pressures? Like how did it come up in in these experiences? And what did you feel? And how did you respond?
1: Yeah, I constantly felt imposter syndrome. And it's nice to hear that you also do, cause I think people um, outside of, like you don't think that other people do, but you realize that everybody's just trying to figure this out um, and navigate their own life and whatever they're trying to do, especially when it comes to like media and like what you do. Um, and I wrote like the articles, um, I worked with my family and I like wrote the articles when I was like in high school. And so I definitely didn't feel like I knew what I was doing then. Um, and I think it just came down to um, like, my family was super supportive of me and my friends um, and just going into it, realizing that um, they, like whoever's interviewing me or something like that um, has an idea of like kind of what I've done. And if they think that's kind of cool, um, then that's that's good enough. And I can show them what I've, I can talk to them what I've done. Um, And I, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm still trying to figure that out. And I still think like, oh, like what I've done is, is pretty cool, but like, it's, it's just one thing. Like I'm still working on like who I am and like what I want to do in the future and figuring that out. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. And I, how do you deal with it?
0: Yeah. I, you know, I kind of tell myself, like, in a similar vein, like, okay, I'm invited to, like, a premiere or, like, the Tonys. Like, in my brain, like, all I tell myself is, like, maybe I feel like I don't deserve this. But at the end of the day, this is reality. So I have two options. I can either sit around being like, I, I don't deserve this. And how how is this happening to me? And like, deny, 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 or I can just accept it and go have a good time. And I think I'm realizing yeah. this a lot with my book too. And I'm sure you felt like this when you like kind of like when every when the smoke cleared and you got what you wanted and worked so hard for you're kind of like, wait this happened and i think for a while i was like so prone to rejecting it or being like my brain can't wrap around this but at the end of the day it happened it's reality now it's about how we react to it so i think that's kind of how i like look look at it and approach it
1: yeah exactly and i think especially when i got invited to the state of the union by my congresswoman and i was able to go down to dc it was like a super fast turnaround she invited me like a few days before it was in 2019 and I was a senior in high school, I was 17, and I was like, whoa, like, I I don't know what I just got myself into, I don't know if, like, I don't know how I got, just got invited to this, like, I don't think, I don't know if I know enough about politics, like, what if somebody asks me a tough question, um, but I think you just have to, I did, like, quick research before to make sure I knew what I was talking about a little bit, but I think, um, like people are going to accept you for who you are. um, And if they don't, then that's a reflection on them, as we're saying before. Um, And people, I I think that people have oftentimes good intentions when they're inviting you to things and and understand like where you're at. Um, So I think just accepting the cool opportunity and being like, yes, like I did deserve this, even though, even if I don't um, recognize it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, and kind of to close things off, I'm curious, what has the biggest lesson of all of this been? And I know that's a huge question. So even if it's just like, Mm -hmm. have fun, like, I don't care what the lesson is. I just, you've gone through so much. You've worked so hard. You're such an inspiration. What has the biggest lesson been that you've learned?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I think from joining this organization, the Boy Scouts, that is such a, um, like leadership focused organization and creates leadership skills. I think I learned those skills within the organization, but also without by advocating um, to push them to include women. And I think, um, I think that I'm, yeah, I'm really trying to think of like the biggest thing that I've learned. I think just to um, accept support from people that are willing to support you and take it with a grain of salt. when. Um, people push back against you because oftentimes it's it's on them, it's not on you, um, as you were saying again. Um, but yeah, I think just accepting um, those opportunities and always fighting for um, like inclusion and inclusionary practices with an organization. And I know that you have been a super big advocate, especially on abortion. And during my Eagle Court of Honor, I actually talked about um, how it was unsettling to, it was the day after um, the Roe v. Wade decision in June, and it was unsettling to have an event, um, or just it felt odd to have an event that celebrates um, women being part of an organization such as the Boy Scouts when they've been closed out for so many years, when right the day before I was at a protest um, on abortion rights because they had just been stripped away from so many women across the country. And I think just realizing that like this fight never ends And you can have a huge step forward, but then you have to keep pushing because otherwise it could easily be taken away from you. And I think that is something that I will constantly be struggling with and and everybody will be fighting for,
0: hopefully. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, And to close us out, give me like one fun fact about yourself that has nothing to do with the Boy Scouts and then tell us where we can find you on socials if you feel like that's something that you want to share
1: yeah okay i'll start with the socials while i think about the fun fact um my instagram is sydney ireland and that's mainly where i um where i am i have a tiktok but i don't really i'm still figuring it out so as we if, all if, if i <laughs> if, if i get big hopefully it will also be sydney ireland i think it's like ireland sydney right now um but don't look at me there because, um, it's, it's embarrassing at the moment I'm working on it.
0: It's always Um, embarrassing. Trust me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to, um, yeah, figure out what to do with that, but I definitely want to try to figure out how to like grow, do some, some media, um, like thing with like what I've been working on, because I think, um, it could be like very fun and potentially turn into something bigger. Um, and then, I'm a fun fact, I guess right now I'm in Washington, D.C., actually with my um, best friend from high school or from college. Um, And so I'm visiting him for the weekend. It's a very quick turnaround. I'm here for like one full day. Um, But yeah, I guess that's where I am right
0: now. um Um, well wonderful we'll have a great weekend thank you so much for coming on and this will be out very soon and I can't wait for everyone to hear it and get to know you a little bit better and I will see you around
1: yes I will see you around thank you so much for talking with me
0: yep Bye -bye. bye-bye